Welcome to the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 46th episode of the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast, where our goal is not only to help you land your dream job, but to help you live your best life. Today, we're going to delve into one of the most frequently mentioned topics regarding LinkedIn, making those connections. Because ladies and gentlemen, it's not enough just to have a strong profile. You need to make sure that you are gaining traction and visibility by virtue of the connections you make. And a slew of many questions arise when it comes to this topic. Who should I accept or reject requests from? How many connections should I actually have? How can I get my connections up in a meaningful way? Well, today we're going to address all these questions and so much more in this podcast episode. I brought on Tom Pounder founder of Career Thinker. Under that umbrella, he is a LinkedIn strategist, resume writer, job search and interview coach, and recruiter for sales, marketing, and HR professionals. I know Tom because we are both a part of the Professional Association of Resume Writers and Career Coaches. And perhaps most relevant, I met Tom on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is such an important tool, and I'm hoping here today we can say something that will inspire you to a better career using LinkedIn. So let's talk LinkedIn and bring you in on that journey during this conversation. And let's make your life even more fulfilling with our 46th episode of the Career Warrior Podcast. All right, Tom, how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. Um, this week I'm in Florida, so the weather's hot and steamy. <laughs> so I try having between New York and Florida, but um, it's, it's, I'm doing great today. And uh, I just want to call out the fact that it's very serendipitous and almost ironic that you and I got connected on LinkedIn. That's the whole reason we're doing this podcast today. So isn't that funny? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm, I'm a LinkedIn user. I use it every day in my business and, and to connect with new people, make, even make friends over the years. Well, Tom, I just want to kind of launch into your journey as a resume writer and LinkedIn strategist. But if you can just talk a little bit about how you got there and, and what your career was like before uh, Career Thinker. Well, f- my 25 year career before creating Career Thinker was in, in sales, um, marketing, um, and, and mostly business operations. And I've probably interviewed many people close to probably 2000. I hired over 500 people in my career. I wow. wasn't an HR director or anything, but HR fell underneath my umbrella. And for years, I just noticed um, the system was broken. And mm-hmm. and when I decided to leave corporate America, my actually just a little personal, my mom had passed away my birthday that year. And a couple months later, my stepdad passed away from a broken heart. So oh. that made me decide to make wow. a career shift in myself. I I loved what I was doing. Believe me, I loved, I loved everything I was doing. It just was stressful and too many hours. So I decided to leave corporate America and start Career Thinker because I just knew people needed help to connect to the next opportunity. And that's just about the time where LinkedIn really, really started taking off as being a, a place to be found, to be heard professionally, um, not just to find a job, but a place to create that professional persona about yourself where people could sure. actually learn before they even speak to, speak to you. I remember when I first heard about LinkedIn, I was like, oh, it sounds like Facebook. But I was so wrong about that and uh, thought that, you know, should I even should I even invest time in this platform, but decided to create a profile myself. And I'm glad I did because it it's paid back more dividends than any of the other platforms I'm on. So I'm glad you said that. Oh, yeah, d- definitely. I feel exactly the same way. I'm, people have that misconception that it's like Facebook. Now, some of the 
feeling kind of mimics Facebook as far as maybe how things work, but the reason sure. people on, on LinkedIn is totally different. Sure, exactly. So I want to delve into why networking general. So we'll, we'll start kind of broad level, but um, so why is networking itself so important and how, how do we use LinkedIn as that networking tool to, to kind of bring it all together? Well, as far as networking in our careers, um, this, has, this number really hasn't changed. Approximately 60 to 70% of jobs are filled through networking. Um, and, that's, and that's just becoming more and more uh, of the way in, even in the future. It's probably even higher than that, but um, I take the sure. conservative um, number. Um, so, you know, companies will always, um, you know, take someone that's networked into the company that someone recommends or, or someone pushes on a resume on someone's behalf. That's super powerful. Good companies are so afraid about hiring the wrong person. So when mm-hmm. we add networking to the mix, it just just amplifies our opportunity to get that job interview. Exactly. Um, and what LinkedIn has done is just it's given everyone a power to network. I think about the power of LinkedIn. If I was when I was in you know twenty five or thirty and looking to switch jobs, if I had the power of LinkedIn and having the depth of networking and trying to connect with anyone at a company, in most cases, I don't know where I would be today. I have no regrets, but the power of LinkedIn <laughs> could really really impact how we grow and, and, and how we um, connect to different career opportunities. Exactly. I like to think of it as almost the hybrid between what a lot of job seekers are doing, which is kind of like aimlessly or just really quickly sending out their applications to these online applicant tracking systems and and on the other side, like attending events, going out and shaking hands. But especially for some of those introverted people, it might be good because it's kind of the hybrid between those two things and you're able to get out there and, and network, so to speak. But behind the comfort of your laptop so yeah there's definitely comfort in that and and, and again if you yeah. know no one likes rejection you know and rejection face-to-face rejection True. is just more amplified but if you send yeah. a connection request out or you start communicating with someone on linkedin and and it kind of fizzles out um it's the rejection is a little um softer to understand true well, so can we talk about why size might matter for someone? Like, so we're talking about like the number of connections we have on LinkedIn um, for somebody who's trying to go out there and actually use LinkedIn as a tool in their job search. And it, well, first of all, how many how many connections do you have, Tom? I have ten thousand four hundred. You know, which is a decent size, but not the largest. That's an size. amazing size <laughs> <laughs> compared to most people. Well, and size does matter, but so does yeah. so does, the, does quality. So you have to kind of balance that out. Um, so I have 10,200 10, connections, roughly. Um, now, let's say you and me are not connected. Once we connect, my 10,000 first level connections become your second level connections. And in that 10,000, there's about 24 hiring managers and recruiters and HR professionals because I'm rich in that type of um, people. So when you bring me close to you, you're bringing my network close to you. And then my second level connections, which is like, um, I forgot how many, it's it's about um, 86,000, become your um, third level connections. So you're bringing more important people closer to you. So I always tell people size definitely matters. And so does the, the quality. Um, and I will okay. use the example if I start connecting to, you know, everyone who's a veterinarian in the world. And then my network becomes very rich in veterinarians. Sure. Which is not going to probably help me or a job seeker that's looking to get into marketing. Sure. And, and so you're saying it creates a lot of second level connections. And I could, is that kind of mainly what it is? Well, yeah, sometimes, you know. When a recruiter uses LinkedIn, they might use their own personal account. So when you're closer right. to them, they can see you easier. Um, they might invest in the first tier of LinkedIn, 
or then even LinkedIn corporate. So there's kind of three different ways that these three different types of uh, recruiting account or recruiting you use. So depending on what they're using, um, sometimes being closer to them could have a huge impact, whether they see you okay. first or find you easier. I was leading a meetup the other day. It was kind of surrounding the topic of LinkedIn. And uh, one gentleman asked, like, he was just starting to build out his LinkedIn profile. He had, I don't know, maybe like 50 connections or something like that. But he asked, like, is, is there a right number, a wrong number? Like, what's my goal here? What number should I try to reach in terms of connections? Well, there's no, there's no right and wrong number. Um, it's just mm-hmm. a, that one person that can make the difference. That being said, <laughs> 500 becomes kind of like the gold standard because what LinkedIn does, if you look at someone's profile, anywhere from one connection to 500, it'll let you know the exact mm-hmm. number. Once you reach 500, you kind of become part of that 500 club. And the reason yeah, that, that is, magic 500 number. Yeah, I remember the day I <laughs> when I was standing and everything when I hit 500. No, I'm just kidding, not really, but... <laughs> no, but there's actually some importance behind it, because even as a recruiter, sure. if I look at someone you know, who's supposed to be in sales, and they have 22 right. connections, and, right. I, and I, look, yeah. I look at someone who's in sales and they have over 500, well, that person has over 500, for me, tells they, they could actually meet people easier, they know how to network, they know how to communicate, maybe... Social had, proof. Exactly. Right. So, you know, it, it's, it says a lot of different things about you. But I like your theme and where you're heading with this conversation, which is it's about the quality, not the quantity. And I think that's a lot more of a strategic goal than I want to connect with as many people as possible because there's a lot of people out there, Tom. Oh, yeah. I mean, LinkedIn right now has 610 million people. You know, you can start connecting to a certain group of people in, in a different country and, all of, and over a couple of weeks sure. have 15,000 connections. Now, that sure. can be relevant and help you connect to the right people for your next career opportunity? Most likely not. Right, exactly. So let's delve into the first fundamental question about accepting or denying requests. And this is also another commonly asked question that I've gotten, in, you know, whether it's an event or an email. But let's say that I'm, I am trying to hit that magic 500 number or I'm already at 500. I'm trying to just grow my following. Why is it important that I don't just accept requests from everyone to get those numbers up or or is that the strategy i don't know well there are some people that take that strategy just just connect to anyone now we are sometimes people value the company we keep so you always want to make sure that people you're going to connect to align with your long-term mission or vision or where you want to be in the future um and unfortunately i said the 610 million people on linkedin Believe it or not, there are going to be some scammers, people that just want to um, see your connection request, people that just might want your email address because yep. once you become first-level connection, they get to see your I've heard con- that. contact information. So um, I probably connect to probably 90, 95% of people that reach out to me. Um, but I know some people just automatically, blindly accept every single connection request. Sure. And so I loved um, – Tom actually wrote an article in our organization's newsletter about – um, he was kind of taking us through some examples of people he either decided to accept or reject requests from. So I don't know if you can enlighten us with a few examples of people you may have said, I don't know if I want to connect with that person. Well, I do a few steps. Um, back eight, nine years ago, I would probably just hit, you know, accept, accept. I've learned over the years not to do that anymore. <laughs> Me too. So I actually <laughs> actually take the time to visit the profile. Um, I love that. So I love that. And, and you know, once you do uh, consistently, you automatically pick up on you know who should you can be connected to. Because lots of times, you open up the connection request and you see that the whole entire um, profile is basically blank. 
um, you know, no first name, no career history. So what value did that person bring to my network? Um, you know, what are they going to help me with? What could I help them with? So w- where would we communicate? I know nothing about them because there's nothing right. on a profile. So right. are they relevant to me? Fantastic. Um, and I actually, once I looked at someone's profile, I did not include it in my article, um, but I um, looked at someone's profile and I just... It just looked like a scam and I actually took the person's name and I Googled it and took the town they live in and I, yeah. and I added to the Google search and there was all these alerts that they were email scammers. Um, oh, so and goodness. his, his um, picture was, you know, on a lot of these complaints. So just take an extra step. Um, told me that okay, this is not a person, and I'm not trying to scare people. There's gonna be a small, it's a real thing, there's gonna be a small percentage yeah. of that happening, but you could, you could easily, um, when you take a couple seconds, um, you know, kind of weed most of them out. Sure. And I love what you said, and this is almost like uh, an epiphany for me, but you said something along the lines of, you, t- right, you take a look at their profile, actually take the time to look at what they do and ask yourself, what value could they bring to my network? I think that's essential. Yeah, and, yeah, and again, we all have different reasons to build a network. You know, I might be building a network to help people with their LinkedIn profiles because that's one of yeah. my services. So I might look, take a look at someone's, you know, poor profile, but yes, yeah, still feel there might be a client of mine. So again, take the okay. time and understand what you could do for them, what they could do for you. Right. Um, a side tangent here. What if you are, because people are always trying to kind of build their connections sometimes to sell something or promote their company or brand or things like that. But how open do you believe that we should be to people like that? Or if you could just talk about your experience with accepting requests from people who are just trying to connect with you by virtue of sales or marketing. Well, I look at a few different things. Sometimes people like that have a large network that might be in line to what you do. So sometimes yes. I connect to people because I, I might want the network closer to me. Like that example I said, said to you before, when you connected to me, you brought all my high managers, recruited them, and network closer to you. So sometimes that can be a strategic viewpoint. Um, and sometimes, even from my point of view, I am selling. I'm selling my career services. So I might take a look at even a person that might be selling me. They might need help or a lot of their network. <laughs> um, and it depends what they're selling. You know, so if right. you know if someone's selling, you know, business um, software and stuff like that, well, that kind of aligns to a lot of people in my network. Um, if someone's trying to sell me, you know, I, I get a lot of Asian companies trying to sell me building supplies because that's what my previous career was. Um, so um, I, I will connect with some of those people, but be a little more leery about it sometimes. I like your open open-minded approach and i've actually found benefit from accepting requests from people who i may have been like ah they're trying to advertise but like like you mentioned i saw that they were in my field and i saw that that there was some commonality there and so it actually ended up being beneficial for both parties tom i want to make sure we have enough time to hear about career thinker in a bit but before we delve into that um, i have a really important subtopic that i want to make sure that we cover here and that's the idea of, you know, let's say we're on the opposite end of the spectrum. Let's say we are trying to be more active in our job search and trying to actually go out and make connections and not just wait for those requests. What would you say? What are the top three ways you would say to get my numbers up? Because I think you're, you got to be the gold standard because you, you have the quantity. You also have the quality. Well, we say the gold standard up. up. So you, you we're speaking about maybe someone who's looking to make a career move, whether they're employed or unemployed. Sure. Let's talk about career move. So okay. you're either looking for a job, looking for, I don't know, maybe 
uh, to get promoted or something okay. like that. So what you want to do, so building a network or improving your network around what's relevant. So your relevant is I want to find a, my next role in digital marketing. So you want to start connecting people that do what you do. So do a search on LinkedIn, uh, digital marketing, maybe geographic location, that's relevant. And then get that list and start trying to build a network um, when you look at the profile and, and decide whether you want to connect with them. Um, that's one okay. way. Um, start connecting to recruiters that actually work in digital marketing. Um, you should, everyone should always have a target company list. Waiting for a job posting is sometimes 60% of the time too late. So connect to companies you want to work for. So um, depending where you are, if you live in New York City, you should have a company list of 40 or 30 and start connecting to people that work at that company. At least five people because LinkedIn gives you credit for the people you hang out with and LinkedIn's algorithms True. will start bringing more relevance um, to you based on the companies you're following and the people at those companies. That's a fantastic point. Not a lot of people think about that. That's a really good point, Tom. Um, yeah. And then um, start following those companies and and and. Other people that follow the company connect to them. Um, your alumni, um, I don't care when, if you, they graduated 10 years before you, if they graduate 10 years, they're probably a senior level executive in the company. So connect to anyone that you graduated with, no matter when they graduated. It's easy to connect with alumni members. It's like, it's like you know, rooting for the same sports team. There's some that <laughs> invisible camaraderie that they, yeah. it's like a getting a hug. So look up, yeah. look at anyone that graduated, see, you know, and then you could actually do different types of searches on LinkedIn to narrow down that first list to connect with, but your alumni yeah. member, where they are, what they do, and, and make a strategic um, list of people to connect to that way. Um, that's a super powerful way. And LinkedIn has some powerful tools and actually um, doing that type of search and, and, and sort of connecting to the most relevant people in your alumni. Fantastic. I remember at once I uh, joined an alumni group on LinkedIn and I just made a post. I said, Hey, everyone. So glad to see that there's a group for uh, this alumni group. Make sure to add me if you're, we're not already connected. And so instantly I got six requests from fellow um, fellow classmates in the, in the next 24 hours. And I was just amazed and I was excited to get all of them. So Yeah, and it's, it's like I said, it's that bond. And even on LinkedIn, you could go to your college page on LinkedIn, go to the alumni group, and you can narrow down the search. If, you know, NYU has 28,000, um, alumni members, you can narrow it down to people in digital marketing, live in New York City, and even companies mm -hmm. and start connecting those relevant people. So we do all these yes. different things on top of other networking um, aspects in and outside of um, LinkedIn, you'd be surprised the power it brings. Perfect. Tom, anything else you want to add to getting out there and getting more connections? People are afraid. Just don't be afraid. Uh, it's as simple as that. Just don't be afraid. And the more you do and set a goal, if you're you know, trying to make a career shift or a career change or get promoted or just even relocate across the country, um, set a goal. I'm going to connect to, I'm going to you know, send out 15 connection requests a day. Um, and, and when you send out the connection request, air that message. You allow 300 characters, um, create that message, make it personalized while you're connected with them or just something you have in common. So your connection request rate will, acceptance rate will go up. Um, I keep track of my own. I don't do it anymore, but yeah. I proved it to myself. Um, I get a, a probably 80% six, high success rate when I add a message. Great. That's that's a fantastic tip because you want to make sure you are, you know, you're actually taking time to be personal because I know 
I mean, just I mean, thinking about from my end of things, I'm so much more likely to accept that request when it's like, hey, Chris, this is the reason why I want to connect with you. And I think we can be great versus just like, who are you? You know, and another plus with that, when you send a connection request message, when they accept it, it becomes part of your messenger and LinkedIn. So you get an opportunity to see that connected request in messenger and then you reply to that easily. So it keeps the conversation in one thread. Um, yeah. So it, a lot. And when you don't, you, you just, you know, you just know they connected with you. It's not, it's not that mess part of the LinkedIn messenger. So that's the side effect that's extremely powerful. Well, Tom Pounder, you've been an excellent guest and, um, I want to make sure, like I said, we have time to talk about career thinker, I'm very interested to hear about what you do. So if you can just talk a little bit about what you're doing in this area and how we can get connected with you. Well, um, what we do at Career Thinker, me and my team, we help people become more connectable to the next career opportunity. Um, so whether it's a resume, LinkedIn profile, a bio, uh, we help you know optimize these tools because they're marketing tools. It's not a job search anymore because we're way beyond that. It's a career campaign. So once you optimize all those career tools, uh, campaign tools, you're either getting those phone calls uh, highly um, increased. So um, that's what we help people do. And, you know, you know, LinkedIn, uh, other sites like LinkedIn that will come in the future. Um, the paper resume in my I've been predicting for a number of years by by 2022, the paper resume will probably be gone. Mm-hmm. So the content and the online profile is going to always be competing. So for sure, 24 um, seven. So it needs to be, um, you know. It needs to be optimized and pristine to to everyone else you're competing with. And can I connect with you on LinkedIn if I'm just a listener? Oh yeah, I invite anyone to connect. Um, and in, and then message just you know how you found me, and then that's going to really ignite me to want to connect with you. And even once you connect with me, or you know you see my LinkedIn profile, there's a link on my summary, or the, now it's called About Me page. They changed that two weeks ago. Um, where you go to some go to my calendar and pick a, a free review time of your LinkedIn or resume. All right, so everyone, you hear that? That's right. If you pull up your LinkedIn app or LinkedIn.com and you send Tom a connection request and mention that you are a career warrior, he will accept it and he will recognize who you are. So make sure to be very personal in your ask. And Tom would be a very great person to add to your network. And I'm just speaking from experience here. I mean, heck, we have this podcast going on right now. So exciting. So what I just type uh, Tom, T-O-M-P-O-W-N-E-R. And anything else to add to the end to make sure that you pop up? Oh, no. Um, Pounder is not a common name, so there's very few of us. So I'm fortunate. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Tom, anything else you want to add? No, just uh, like I said before, don't be afraid of networking. LinkedIn has, um, you know, gives us the power to network, network and steroids because we could reach mm-hmm. people across the uh, country, across the world. We never had that power before um, and, and start those conversations. Fantastic. Well, Tom, you've been in such a great guest for us and somebody who I look up to. In fact, I wouldn't have done this podcast episode with you if I hadn't just really liked what you're doing out there. So um, everyone, thanks for tuning into this episode here. Have a little call to action or piece of homework for you because chances are you're really looking to get those numbers up and make meaningful connections. So if I could have everyone listening to this podcast Make at least, depending on where you are in your career, make at least one meaningful connection per day for the next week and let me know what happens. Let me know how that goes and shoot me an email at project at letseatgrandma.com. And I think what Tom said is is very relevant. You, you know, actually make it a point to hit some sort of quota 
per day. I'm a big Excel or Google Sheets person, so this is something I would type in Google Sheets. So that's your homework for this week, Warriors, and I'm sending you out on a mission. So everyone, please go out, enjoy the rest of your day, and I'll see you next week. And for more on your job search, make sure to check out letseatgrandma.com. That's where you can find our blog, where we post the podcast show notes and so many more articles that will help you in your job search. You can also check out our resume services if you are interested in getting your resume professionally reworked. And please make sure to show us some love by jumping onto iTunes and leaving us a rating. The support from my fellow warriors will show the world how great this podcast is and help other people in their job search. Pay it forward. Thanks, guys, for being true warriors, and thank you for tuning in. I'll see you next week.